0: Hello everyone and welcome uh, to our series dedicated to Industry 4.0. My name is Giorgia Giuliani and I'm responsible for the industrial sector in the south of Europe here at Accruent. I work with the company for about seven years and I have a 15-year experience in the manufacturing space. And now I'm pleased to introduce you my co-host for today, my colleague uh, Kevin Clark. Hi Kevin.
1: Morning. Morning, Giorgia. Thank you very much for the introduction. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Kevin Clark. I'm Vice President of Industrial Strategy for Cruent. Uh, I've been in the manufacturing space for over 30 years. Um, some of the highlights of my career, have been with Johnson & Johnson, maintenance excellence, global leader, um, and then Caterpillar in various roles in manufacturing. Uh, so I look forward to the conversation today, Georgia.
0: Thank you, Kevin, and let's move on. Kevin, we have heard a lot in the past sessions that many changes are about to happen. How will Industry 4.0 will affect uh, the role of uh, engineers?
1: So, George, I'm guilty of being one of those engineers for a lot of years. (laughs) Um, And uh, I know my engineers very well. Um, Of course, there's a wide range of engineers. There's um, those engineers that are so wrapped up in engineering that they have a difficult time seeing outside of engineering. Um, and then you have the other ones that are pretty flamboyant engineers that uh, probably say more than they ought to. Um, but but, but in general, engineers um, are, are impacted and have been impacted for a very long time for technology. Um, and you, you know what's funny before I get, get into this is engineers are often, the most um, adverse to change of any group of people. And they're the ones that are actually building technology that changes everyone else. Um, but then when it comes to them changing, um, that sometimes they're the most adverse to it. But uh, anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there because I know I'm one of them. Um, one of my favorite sayings is, is uh, I love change as long as, as it's not me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a nice one indeed. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, you know, as a, as a group of people, we're not, we're not known to be agile. We're not known to be really, really flexible, open-minded um, um, set of skill sets um, because we're trying to prove something. We're trying to prove out a theory. We're trying to, we're trying to understand what might be the best solution and, um, and so with that said, engineers just as much as anybody else need to transform. Um, and and I think they're doing that. It's just it's at a it it might be at a, a slightly different rate. The one thing about engineers too is in general, they may understand the technology better than most other skill sets anywhere in the world.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: so that might create a bit of a, a slower pace to transform because they know the technology so well they know the limitations they know things that the normal the normal guy wouldn't know the guy wouldn't know um
0: so they're they a bit more reluctant
1: i would say i mean there's others i mean the argument could be made that there's engineers out there that are way way ahead um but i think the the larger group of engineers especially manufacturing engineers and And engineers that are that are within four walls doing work on equipment, they can get pretty boxed in, Um, and and that's not uncommon. Um, But rightfully so, Uh, you know, it's part of their job to be boxed in to make sure that 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 equipment, no other equipment, but that equipment produces product very well. Um, One of the things I think you're going to see for engineers though is that that they're going to begin to experience and and they're they're already experienced an awful lot of this is is a complete and full journey of digital for equipment Mm -hmm. for so long there were so many things that we did um, within equipment engineering that um, that wasn't digital that was very hands-on very mechanical very electrical but all of that journey is beginning to be put into a Digital format, you know, a lot of the drawings that we get are in digital. We design in digital. We're starting to operate in digital, um, and we're producing more and more um, digital results out of production. And so, you're starting to see a full life cycle from conception all the way to decommissioning is digital. And so that, I think that's changing significantly for them, you know, piece at a time that becoming digital. And Absolutely. I think, the other, yeah, I think the other thing that's, that's, that's coming up is, is um, we're starting to live by a little higher standard in our expectations, right? And digital is doing that to us because we know more than we don't know these days. It used to be, we, there was so much we didn't know. We'd have to go figure it out. And if it wasn't digital, it took that much longer to figure out because it wasn't digital. Everything was separate and, and being done either on paper or, um, or just not readily accessible to everyone. But so many things are readily accessible, and, and we're just starting to set a little higher standard, a little higher standard, a little higher standard, that, that when, you, when you have those higher standards – Um, and you have more knowns than unknowns, we have nothing but outer space is our limit, right? Because now we're, we're doing things that we couldn't do 30 years ago, just absolutely could not do 30 years ago. So it's going to change the role of an engineer. I mean, obviously it's been changing, but that engineer themselves is going to change dramatically because they're seeing everything in front of them rather than having to go out to the plant floor and see it or having to go to the where they're building the equipment and see it because everything's in front of them and so absolutely going to change um for engineers in the way they build things
0: absolutely and talking about digital you know we we often hear the term digital twin
1: mm-hmm.
0: can you tell our guest uh, what is it a digital twin
1: so yeah, you know, I think I think the I think the biggest point I want to make to people is digital twin is not new. Um, it, digital twin existed 30 years ago, maybe 40 and 50 years ago. Um, ever since we've been able to do things digitally, and we can create or reimagine something inside of a digital world, that's a digital twin. It just wasn't as cool as it was before. It is now, right? Um, because now I can bring in. I can bring in so many other things. So now I've got um, augmented reality. I have virtual reality. um, I have big data. I have things like connectivity. So I can now connect all of those things. I have things like graphics so I can present it. um, The ways that I couldn't (coughs) present, (coughs) excuse me, Um, ways that I couldn't present it 30 years ago, I have new design tools. Um, I have big bandwidth, which I didn't have before. So I can do things over um, wireless or wired um, in ways that I was never able to do it before. We still have a long ways to go, um, but the future of automation is highly dependent on digital twin maturing. So in other words, um, getting to a point where it's very interactive and it's just the way that we build things.
0: Okay. So if I hear what you're saying, companies would better invest in digital twins, what are the main benefits to companies?
1: So I'll go back to strategy. <clears throat> we talked about strategy before. Um, strategy is really, really, really important. We're not going to get there if we don't do strategy. Um, but the, the other thing that's that's really important is readiness. Are we ready for it? Um, not only does digital twin need to mature, but organizations and people need to mature and understand what a digital twin does for me. So it's digital twin is a very forward looking. So it's saying that whatever I have physically in my facility, I want to recreate that digitally. And then I want to be able to, you know, make it move. You think about the, the, the movies from Marvel comics and and that were, you know, um, where they've got holograms and they can take that image and they can turn that mm-hmm. image. Um, that's where we're heading with Digital Twin is we can see it. We can physically touch it. We can take it apart. We can do things with it digitally before we ever consider doing it physically. And that's really the, the, the value of Digital Twin is it gives us that thing that we can work on before we actually work on it it gives us that thing that we can design before we ever actually build a prototype. Um, And we can physically see it. And in many cases, we're getting to this point, we could actually in some cases go digitally use it so that we see how it performs and we see how easily it can be accepted by, let's say a person. That's going to be operating a person that's going to be using the technology. So digital twin is, is powerful that it gives us a vision a true vision of the future plus current and so it's almost like you know if if you're thinking about digital transformation you know somebody might ask okay so if i'm digitally transformed give me a give me a, a view of what i am today versus once i'm digitally transformed what do i look like right that's what digital twin does for you it it lets you see in, into the future today and then into the future. And so I think I think those are the kind of things that, that really provide value to an organization um, of, of looking forward. But again, if you're not ready for it, it's too much technology for you. It's too much forward looking vision for you. So the organization itself and the people involved have maturing to
0: do as well. Absolutely. And I can imagine uh, a tons of benefits, in, but even for people uh, in the operation, once something is built and you have uh, anything documented on uh, a site or a building, it's going to be much easier to maintain uh, the asset, right?
1: Absolutely. It has everything to do with remote too. right? So this allows you to walk through your plant without actually being in your plant. So there's just so many great applications for it.
0: Very good. Thanks, Kevin, for sharing uh, your uh, knowledge uh, with us during uh, the series. I would like to thank you uh, uh, for uh, for uh, the participation, for your advices, and of course, I want to thank you all the attendees uh, for, for listening to us. Um, as usual, you can find uh, in the episode description some useful links. Uh, eventually, you have any questions, uh, Kevin and I are available, and uh, I want to Wish you all a really nice day.
1: Thank you, Georgia. Enjoyed it.